less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Deep dive. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, where we're all about less stress, more time, and more money. Does that work? That works. Okay, excited to hear feedback on this. So, yeah. Um, today, what are we talking about, Martin? We're going to talk about getting the business, which is marketing and sales. Marketing Everybody's and sales. favorite subject. They love to spend money on marketing, and they love to make sales calls. Yeah. Well, wait, that's kind of true in a sense, isn't it? Like every, like the most popular business books are always marketing books. Is that, is that a true thing? Um, or is that leadership? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think, <laughs> I think marketing books sell more copies than any other business. Yeah, but books. we're not talking about reading marketing books. We're talking about spending money on marketing and going out and doing sales. And people don't always enjoy it. Well, it's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe. But when I uh, speak before groups, I always <clears throat> ask people to uh, describe salesmen. Uh, and they always right. say, I always hear things like sleazy, pushy, obnoxious, car salesman, so on. So is it any wonder that people don't like selling uh, if they imagine that that places them among the sleazy liars of the world? You know, right. So, so yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it, for most people it's a tough subject. For the people who figured it out, it's it's the miracle. It's the it's the fountain of wealth. Yeah, well, and you've had a lot of people. I mean, you know, a lot of people. I know a lot of people that have a hard time even finding a salesman. Um, and I know that's kind of our story for the day, talking about getting the business. Um, and I know you're probably going to know a little bit more detail than I will. So go ahead, tell us about. Well, we had one client. Matter of fact, he's a mutual client of yours and mine been in business a long time he's a really good businessman he's hard-nosed his his knee is always bouncing because he's hired he's wired pretty tight uh and he was trying trying to hire a salesman to uh, go out and sell his service uh, he does construction and then he does service in his industry and uh he was always mad at the salesman because it was hard time uh, getting a good salesman and getting a salesman that was what he considered responsible and he fired a couple of them um, and wound up not having one right now. So, um, but he's continued to grow his business. Yeah. And I think that's, what's kind of interesting about this topic with getting the business. Um, it's not, it's not just as simple as hiring a salesman. If it were only that simple, right. A lot, a lot of people wouldn't have the problems they have. Right. Well, like we said in the, uh, a little earlier that getting the business is two parts. One is marketing and the other is sales. And just in general terms, marketing, marketing is getting the leads and a lead is somebody right. who's ready, willing and able to buy what you sell. And uh, sales is closing the deal. So they're a continuum on the same sliding scale, but at some point it changes over from being marketing, which is attracting or getting the leads to actually converting them to a sale. So it's, it's kind of two topics. Yeah. And just a, a refresher for everybody, um, four areas of business, right? right? First one, guidance, leadership, management, right? Then you have uh, getting the business, yeah. which we're on today, right? Right. Marketing, sales, customers. Next one is doing the business, production, right? Systems, whatever it is that you do. And then administration, Right. Correct. All the stuff yep. that that's the four really gets business. into business for. So we're talking about the second one, getting the business. Right. So why, why do you think, uh, you know, marketing is so important? What is it for you? I know I've got my reasons, but what do you think? Well, when I ask new clients or, or just businesses I meet, I'm always curious. I say, where do you get your leads? And the answer I hear almost every time, few exceptions, time. very few is they say, word of mouth or referrals. Yeah. And then I ask them, well, let me see your referral program. And what, <laughs> how much does it cost to get a customer? Uh, I don't know. What's customer worth? Well, a lot, you know, mm -hmm. but basically, uh, that's the most common answer is that we get our, our leads and our customers from referrals. 
which is a good way to do it, but it is not the only thing out there. And yeah. if you don't have a plan to generate referrals, what you're really doing is trusting the future of your company to chance. Mm-hmm. So marketing has to go beyond just referrals. Referrals is a good part of marketing, but it's, it's not the only way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and really good marketing is, I know what you're going to say soon, but for me, for good marketing, <laughs> uh, it, it really isn't just about getting new leads or customers. I think when you do marketing right, it improves the, the health of your business overall, the organization of your business, the systems in your business, um, the longevity of your business, obviously the sales in your business. But I think really good marketing improves every aspect, uh, clarifies who you are, what you do, who you serve, all those things. So, well, and I, and I agree with that. It sets your priorities because if you're going to have good marketing, you're going to have to make decisions about certain yeah. things that we'll be talking about. And, uh, as you make those decisions, you start refining, you know, am I somebody who does everything or do I, or I work in this niche and maybe these two niches, niches, niche, niches, <laughs> whatever. Niches. Anyway, I work in these two specific defined areas. And so you're right. It kind of imposes diff- discipline as long as it's, uh, it's throughout the company. I mean, marketing can't sit over in its own little area and make offers and put things out that somebody else is going to have to go fulfill that they don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, I want to know from your perspective, when you meet with contractors, what do you think their idea of marketing is? What is the first thing that you hear from them? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt and everybody listening probably thinks not everybody, but it's an expense. And, yep. uh, it's an expense. And what do we try to do with expenses? We try to avoid them. We all know mm-hmm. that we can't avoid all our expenses, but it's an expense to be avoided. Um, and yeah. then a lot of times marketing decisions are made ad hoc. The guy walks in with some kind of proposal. I got to do something. Yeah, I'll try that. There's no strategy behind it. There's no plan. It's all right. runs. Used to be, I'll buy double pages and yellow pages for $25,000 a year. I've got most people that I meet have come away from that, but there are still people spending thousands of dollars a year on yellow pages ad. And they say, well, I get customers from that. And I say, well, really? When was the last time you opened one up? So, well, I don't open them up. They go from my front porch to my recycle bin, never even take them out of the bag. So even while you're on your phone looking up a product, you're expecting your customers in the yellow pages to look at you up. So, uh, that's the uh, uh, kind of approach to marketing is, well, I got to do that. I got to do something, so I'll do something stupid, but there's no plan. But right. it is an expense. And, and because they think of it as an expense, their reaction is, oh, I'll, you know, I've got a, you know, my daughter's friend is looking for an internship. She's in high school. She can run our social media accounts. Right. Or my, my wife will do it. Or, you know, my son, you know, he's, he's in college. He can run our social media and I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the wrong thing to do depending on your size, or maybe they are a genius at what they do in social media, but 99% of the time, that's not the right decision. Well, that um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, did I cut you off? You, no, go ahead. Go ahead. The, you know, my approach to marketing, um, uh, is I hired a guy named Khalil Benelli Hodge, <laughs> Benelli marketing, and he does everything this from teach me how to use my Mac computer. PC guy since 1983. Now I'm a Mac guy teaching me how to use faith anyway. So that's how I did it. And I think a lot of contractors aren't really interested in being a marketing company. So just kind of my overview of marketing before we get to some of the specifics, which is, is your area is I think of marketing as being three, uh, uh, existing in three areas. In those three areas, I'm, I have circles in my mind, three circles across a whiteboard from left to right. The first one is your strategy. The middle circle is your content. And the right circle is what I call button pushing. Uh, and I don't How mean to mean anything, but I mean, it's technical. It, well, I'll talk about it in just a second. But for me, mar- good marketing has a strategy. And we'll talk more about it. But a strategy is who am I after? What's my offer for them? How do I reach them? What do they care about? How do I satisfy what they care about? But it's a strategy. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. 
what am I going to spend on it and what do I need to see in return to justify yeah. that? But that's a strategy. Anything you do without starting with a strategy, you're just navigating without a rudder. You just, what, mm -hmm. you're buying yellow pages, right? Yep. The middle circle was, well, I'll go to the right circle, button pushing. And I don't mean to dis demean anybody for that, but it's technical skill and really your neighbor's kid can do that right? Sure. They know how sure. to post on Facebook and they know how to put the subscripts below there, know how to, uh, run an ad. Yeah. Run an ad well, maybe. video. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they know how to do those things, those technical things that can be learned. So on the left, you have strategy on the right, you have button clicking and in the middle you have content and content is anything that you put out there in a form. It can be video, it can be written. Um, it can be pictures, it what you put out there that carries your message to your customer. And let's right. just take an email, for example. You may have the best offer ever devised and the best yeah. wording ever worded and the most compelling call to action, which something I'm sure Khalil will talk about. But And nobody reads the email because the subject line is buy from me today. Well, what right. do you do when you get one of those? Boink, it's gone. So you, every one of those things, the strategy, the content, and the button pushing have to be right. And, yeah. and that's why I say I run a business, contractors are running their business, they're handling problems and dispatching people or having dispatching people to dispatch people. But this, that's a whole lot of stuff to learn. And yeah. uh, if you're trying to attempt that by yourself, it's no wonder you say, well, forget it. Just put a, a, a nice picture in the yellow pages. And by the way, you designed the pictures. Right? <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it. In well, my I think that's mind. a really good framework. I think just splitting into those three areas, the strategy, the content, the button pushing, I think for contractors, if you do, hi if you do hire that, you know, friend of a friend or daughter's friend or whatever to do the button pushing, you're just getting the button pushing. You are exactly. not getting the right it. content. That is you are exactly. not getting the strategy. There's no strategy and uh, no content. And exactly. The other thing is, if you're doing it yourself, you're probably spending too much time on the button pushing, right? But also, you need to understand the strategy really well. It doesn't matter if you're the one that's actually running your marketing or not. If if you're going to invest in yellow pages, you need to understand why the yellow pages works. Right. 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 Please do not <laughs> invest in the yellow pages, but for contractors right now, if you're doing, you know, Angie's list, home advisor, uh, any of the paper lead services, Google local services, or you're running AdWords, you're running, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, anything like that. If you are spending money on those things, you don't need to know how to do them, but you need to understand them and how they work. Because I've seen it far too many times where they pay somebody to go do that, but they have no idea if it's working. They have no idea what right. metrics matter. They'll the whoever's running it for them will throw back these metrics at them, like how many people have visited the website and how long are they spending there? But do they really mean anything? And at the end of the day, the most valuable ones are the things that you've mentioned, obviously revenue. If revenue is increased, that's what you want. But then you've got to look at cost per acquisition, right? right. And you've got to look at how much time they're spending with you and if they're referring people. Um, those are probably the biggest things. But um, understand in every aspect of your marketing how it works, right? Just the why behind it and understand it so that you can make better decisions. So that when the marketing guy does show up and has a conversation with you, you're able to not get hosed by him, right? right. Like I know people that pay, this isn't a contractor, but uh, it's actually a, a medical company and they pay uh, another, another person to run their Google ads and they're paying them $3,000 a month to run their Google ads, which that's fine. Uh, but they don't know what they're, Google, what, how much of that 3000 is going towards the actual ad spend, meaning how much money is Google collecting out of that 3000 versus so the really, people who are managing it? Is that what you mean? Right. Cause you've yeah. got to pay Google to run the ad and then you pay this agency or the marketing guy to manage the ad and to set it up and write the copy and all those things. Well, at the end of the day, it's 
they could be spending $100 with Google and 2,900 could be going to them. Right. And that's not how you want it. You're you, if you don't understand how it works and don't understand the questions that you need to ask to make better decisions, then you put yourself in a really bad position to make the wrong decision and really costly ones. And that's what makes marketing feel like an expense and not an investment. Well, one, one thing, either expense or investment, uh, didn't say it earlier, but my definition of Sorry, good, you cut out there. I think you may I, need to say that again. I, say, uh, I didn't say this earlier, but one thing that's important is, my, to me, my, at a high level, my definition of good marketing is, is marketing that brings in more gross profit than it costs. It's simple. Brings in more money than it costs you. If it doesn't do that, it's bad marketing. Whether you're following my, my advice or somebody else's advice, the acid test is, did it bring in more money? Not more visits to your website, more clicks. Did it bring in more money than it cost? If it didn't, you got to do something else. And to your point, uh, Khalil, you have to know how much money it brought in. Um, Yeah. A lot of uh, technical people, button pusher people, will uh, show you a lot of uh, metrics, some of which you might understand, a lot of which are meaningless to me. (laughs) that's cool. That's interesting. The what bounces, hard bounces. Yeah. I don't know what those things are. Did I bring in more money as a result of that ad than it cost me? That's mm-hmm. the test. And, uh, I have a former, uh, client who is a master of marketing. He uses all sorts of channels and he knows every metric you can possibly have about each one. He says, he said, once I learned that marketing was like a little machine, I put a dollar in the top and I crank the handle and $10 comes out. He said, it started to being, where can I get more money to put into more marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's really great. And I think that, you know, we're just giving this overview for, for getting the business and um, we'll go into a lot of the button pushing that matters, a lot of the strategies, but overall, I think today that we can really focus on just some main key points about the strategy for marketing, and it'll dip a little bit into content as well. And for me, you know, going back to what we just said, don't if you don't know the strategy, you're going to get stuck in the moment. You're going to make the bad decision. That says, yeah, you know, throw five hundred dollars at that ad, or you know, yeah, spend a thousand dollars on the yellow pages or whatever. But you have to take a step back and you've got to think from a really high level, from a bird's eye view. And so the really big things that I want to get across to contractors are that you have to know your market. Um, There's a really good story that Josh Braun, uh, he's a sales coach, uh, really great story that he shares. And I wanted to share that. So what he says is that, okay, let's think about it. Let's say you want orange juice. And, but you can't buy it in a store. So you have to find the right fruit. You've got two choices. There's an apple tree and there's an orange tree. Regardless of how good you are at juicing, which tree would yield you more orange juice? It's obvious, right? Obviously the oranges. But yet too often, business owners, contractors, salespeople, they're trying to get orange juice from apples. It doesn't matter how good your sales messages right. are. If you're targeting apples, you're going to get frustrated because you're not getting the juice that you want. Plus the apples are also going to get upset too. (laughs) And you're probably even going to call them bad apples, even though they aren't, they're just being apples. Right. And orange tree, on the other hand, it will be glad to give you its fruit because it helps it feel better. When an orange tree gives you its fruit, it's able to conserve energy, right? 70% of prospecting is selecting the right tree. Right. The who is so much more important than the what in your message. So if you want to select the right tree, you have to identify clients with the highest lifetime value. You have to find the right people that you're trying to target. So for contractors, you're not marketing to yourself. That's what I see so many times. They, they, they think from their perspective too often, right? We're all self-centered and we think we all have these conversations in our head about how things go and we think about ourselves. But the one thing that you have to take away from marketing is that it's all about empathy. You have to put yourself in your customer's shoe. You have to know who they are in order to do that, right? So know your market, know your customer, put yourself in their shoe. 
if they're if your customers having a conversation in their head about what's important, right? If you're targeting homeowners and they're thinking about how they're going to get the kids to school and how they're going to make this decision and you know, they've got to clean the house and they've got to cook dinner and all these different things. They're hosting their family. These are the conversations that are going on in their head. And then you just start throwing all the features of your service or all the, the yeah. or whatever it is. It's just going to fly right by them. They're not going to want to spend time, right? But if you sit there and you and you help them with that conversation, right? Like get the kitchen done before the, the in-laws come in town for Thanksgiving, Right. Now you're, now you're joining their conversation that yep. they're having in their point. head, yep. right? And so stop being, we're, we're all self-centered, but you, if you're marketing, you've got to take yourself out of that point of view and you've got to put yourself in your customer's perspective. So for the strategy sake of it, know your market and have some empathy and put yourself in your customer's shoes. You know, that, that, uh, where I try to simplify things for the guys I talk to and just say it the most important question in marketing is who are you talking to? And yeah. the more clearly you define that, the better your marketing is going to be. So agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So for, for marketing, we can go into more detail on how this works in social media and email marketing on your website, in the ads that you run on search engines and SEO uh, it's all really important things and it's it's super valuable. Paper lead services are really valuable. Um, but let's keep going on to sales. Yeah. And I think um, too, Khalil, in a, in a future episode, um, we will create an ad for a target market and kind of show good. how it works. Yeah. Maybe that's the I next think one. I think that's a, you know, something that you can really bite into and see, oh, I see what they're talking about rather than us sitting here talking about theory. Uh, this sure. is, we're, we're not just talking about theory, but take it down to something so that we can, I think that's a good idea. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. And yeah. Our, our next one, once we finish this series on the four areas of business, we'll jump into creating an ad with them. Right. We'll show you how it's done. And, and I think once people see it done well, in contrast to something that's not done well, it clicks and begins to make sense. So Absolutely. Yeah. And so selling, selling, <laughs> what is yeah. there to say about selling? I don't, I don't know. Let's sell it. Sell it. Lower your price until they buy it. Did I Man, say that? There's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, so average contractor sales, what comes to mind for you? Well, the number one thing about sales in general is, um, you can get a PhD from a university in marketing. And as far as I know, it's still true. There is no degree in selling. You can go yeah, I don't to, think there is. you can go to Actually, Oxford I think there is on. a new, there's a place in, in, I think it's uh university of Texas, Arlington. They have a uh, sales, like pretty intense sales degree. Huh. Um, well, but anyways, you wrecked yeah. that. I can't use that story anymore, except I can say <laughs> you're not very good at marketing or selling. Cause I never heard of them and I haven't bought it from mm. them. I mean, there are 800,000 books on how to sell and right. uh, selling is a little bit like leadership. There are lots of different ways to be an effective leader um, and there are lots of different ways to sell, but mm -hmm. there are some principles to selling and these are things that somebody can actually do. Um, having gone through this last week with a client, it just, he was just excited, but following along on the same principle that Marketing is not about you. It is about you demonstrating you understand the um, target customer's problems and that yeah. you understand how you will address those problems. And then mm -hmm. they understand how they can buy from you or, or get started or get engaged. Um, or the next step, if they don't know, like, and trust you well enough, then there needs to be a next step so you get more familiar. But selling, basically, everything you do in selling um, well, let me jump back real quickly and say people buy for one or both of two reasons, pain or pleasure, uh, vision or dissatisfaction. Same, same thing said a different way. Yeah. People need to be moving away from a pain, something that's bothering them towards something they want or both of those, one or, one or both of those, or they are not going to buy from you. End of discussion. I mean, there might be an impulse buy for a candy bar, but even at that, they're moving away from the dissatisfaction of being hungry. So 
anybody in marketing, but we're talking about sales here, needs to understand that when you are selling your principal role, when you walk in or call or however you meet with a prospective client is to understand what they want. What do they want to get away from or what do they want to move forward? If as a salesman, as frequently happens, and one reason so many people don't like to sell is they think my goal walking into this man's office or lady's office is to get a sale. And if I walk out of there without one, I have failed. Well, if that's Mm. your measure of success, then uh, you're teeing yourself up to be pretty miserable (laughs) because that's just not going to happen very often. If your goal is to walk in and say, I want, I will not leave until I understand clearly what's causing this potential customer pain or what their ambition is for the future. If I get that information, I have accomplished the number one goal that I had when I walked into the office. You go back then and craft your response, which shows how you respond to it and make it available. And that way you can succeed a lot and you will succeed more quickly because if you can make the customer understand that you really understand their problem, they're going to think you're the smartest salesman who ever came in the door. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think those three elements uh, in every conversation, every contact with a customer should be to demonstrate, to learn and then demonstrate that you understand what they care about, their pain or pleasure, that you understand how you can resolve that problem. And then also that they know clearly how they can begin a relationship with you by buying or contracting or, or whatever it is. And since we're talking contractors, I can't resist putting this in here, but guys (laughs) and gals, the number one thing in contracting is communication, communication. And then the third thing is communication. (laughs) I ask people who use contractors every time I meet them, how did you choose them? They got a referral or they got three or four referrals but the most common answer is he's the only one who called me back. Yep. And so they got the job by doing communication. If you want to keep the job and get referrals, communicate all the way through. So anyway, that's a little side note, but that's the number one thing. If you can figure out a way to establish communication and keep it up, you will dominate. Even if you kind of do second rate work. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great contractor salesperson, um, that I want to have on this, who we'll, we'll bring on another time. His name is John Hill, and uh, he's got a lot of great tips and a lot of great stories. But you know, the the best thing that he does differently than any other contractor is that he is he shows up and he is just there to help. He doesn't care if he sells it or not. He is there to help, but also just like you said, he communicates so well. Yeah. Whether it's a little text, a phone call, a quick email, whatever it is. He communicates so well. You just and hit I feel both like, points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, absolutely. the fact that he cares yeah. is he's finding out the painter pleasure. What can I do to help you? He, and he really does care. You know, and he's got that Southern accent, that Southern <laughs> hospitality thing going. So it'll be fun to have him on. But um, he's, you know, it, it's, it's about being patient. And I know it's hard to be patient. And it's another reason why to maybe help hire a salesperson. Because if you're running your business and you're wearing all these hats, being patient with a customer is right. really hard and communicating often with a customer is really hard. You know, right? you just made another point that ties back to what you said at first. If you are impatient, impatience is all about you. It is. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. It's about you. You're it's selfish. Your, your customer's inconveniencing you or bothering you. And Lord knows customers can bother you. <laughs> yeah, they but can. They won't be but your, you, wouldn't be, you, you wouldn't be here without them. Right. Yeah, you, you wouldn't say, have your ignore business them long them. enough, and they'll quit bothering you. Yeah, well, I, I think the main thing that can be helpful again, just like with the marketing, taking a bird's eye view, not being stuck in the moment of like just this sale, right? You have to have if you have a sales process, which I doubt, I don't, I don't know many contractors that have a sales process, but and if they do, it's in their head, you know, it's not written down. But as soon as you actually have a sales process life becomes a lot easier and you can start tracking things, you can measure things, right? Um, but then it's it becomes that much easier to communicate well and to have the right answers and to identify those pain points or those areas of uh, pleasure or vision, right? Um, but have a sales process, know how you're gonna prospect, know where you're gonna be sourcing your leads from, 
know how you're going to identify the right customers, know how you're going to qualify them for your jobs, know what your pitch is, right? Know how to close, know how to follow up with customers, know how to upsell. If you have all of those things in a process and you know how to do it and you can train someone else in it, man, you're going to do so much better right. than the, the other contractors out there. That's what will set you apart in your sales. And people will take notice of it. They're going to say, wow, this contractor was so helpful. They're going to be the ones that are going out and writing a review and sending those referrals to you. And that's where this is really an investment. If you invest in that sales process and you do a really good job with it, yes, you will close more deals that you get, but you're also going to, it's going to lead to more referrals because you did such a good job. Same thing with your marketing. Yeah. People are going to find you and it's going to be great, but because you did such a good job on getting your messaging out there and making it easier for people to buy, people are going to find you a lot easier and they're going to send more referrals your way because of the sales process. So it's a flywheel that just keeps spinning. There's an element of uh, transfer there too. When you're very competent in your dealings early on, it transfers and people consciously or subconsciously believe that you're going to be conscientious in your, in your work on the project. Absolutely. And, and yeah, they actually, trust you. you will be <laughs> because if yeah. you're used to building processes, uh, one for marketing, you're going to have them for other things. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with sales, I mean, we can talk about all these different things and we're just giving an overview right now, but the, the main thing that I would think about, um, is how can you reduce the friction in your current sales process as a contractor? Let that be kind of a guiding principle for you. Um, just like being helpful should be a guiding principle. Um, identifying the pain and pleasure should be one. How can you reduce friction in your sales process? Like if you're still making people show up to the office to sign papers, that's a lot of friction for people. Um, it, or if if they're having to, you know, call you to in order to get their your your license number or whatever it is, that's more friction. But if you can make it to where, hey, you get your proposal with all the dimensions and the pictures and all that stuff that should go in there in a PDF. And then you're able to sign that PDF and it's an e-signature that's legally binding and they're able to pay through credit card right through there. The more you can reduce friction, just like Amazon has done, right? They've made it so easy to get whatever you need. People are getting accustomed to that. And whenever they have to deal with a contractor who doesn't do that, it's a terrible process for them and they're not used to it and they don't like it. They think it's bad. If you can reduce friction you're going to have a lot more success. Make it easier for people to buy from you. 100%. Um, yeah. So um, we can talk a lot about that all day, but we do need to keep moving. Um, and I, I'm i excited to get to the point, you know, we've been calling it one thing in the past couple episodes, but we're change, we've changed it. What have we changed it to, Martin? Uh, something you can actually go do. <laughs> something you can actually go do. Because uh, we want you to find like really good you know, tips in here that you can actually, that are actionable. But before we get to that, we've got a couple of uh, segments. And so it's time to, uh, I think we, did we do this last time? We did that. I'm not sure when we did that, but we did it. (laughs) Okay. It's the Mount Rushmore segment of marketing and sales resources. So if somebody wants more information, uh, wants a resource that they can go to, uh, what would it be? So, I think I kicked off the last one. You kick us okay. off, Martin. Well, I've got a mixture here. Um, some things are tangible objects in the form of books, and others are digital, and others are concepts. But the first one is a book. It's Marketing Made Well, it's two books Marketing Made Simple and Story Brand by a man named Donald Miller, you may have heard of. And they're simply at this point the best books out there about understanding how to market and sell. They're about marketing, but they're also about selling and just get them. They, uh, they, he just is clear and they're easy to read and you just need to have those. Another one, uh, book is fanatical prospecting by Jeb Blount. There are a lot of, uh, it's a little more difficult read, but it's very insightful. A lot of, uh, cut to the chase kind of, um, information when you're looking for, uh, clients or customers. Uh, another one is, where did you go with my list there? Oh, uh, this, this is a, uh, this is not a concept, but start <laughs> looking for a marketing company. 
Okay, mine is Benelli. Uh, Khalil's on this, but uh, three years, Khalil. We've been working together four. Yeah, almost. I four. mean, transformed my business, and and it would even be more transformed if I would do everything he told me. He, he's like a drip <laughs> water, drip, drip, drip until I finally do it, and then it has results. Uh, but it's amazing, and if I had to do it myself, end of discussion, I would not have done it because I wouldn't know how to do it. I wouldn't really know what we are talking about is not a priority and or for me to do. And I would never have gotten started. So start looking around for a marketing company. I think in the future we'll start describing what it takes, but somebody who's capable of working with you on a strategy and working with you on content and working with you on the, on the button clicking your brother-in-law's nephew in his basement doing a $250 <laughs> website is not a marketing company. Okay. So we'll leave that. The last thing is, I was going to talk about this a little earlier, but it's your USP, unique selling proposition. Whatever contracting your business you are in, you have competitors. Uh, yeah. And if you don't, I'd like to hear what it is. Uh, but we have competitors. A unique selling proposition is why should, other than price, should my customer buy from me and not my competitor? If you don't know that, your customers don't know it. And the result usually of that is I'll reduce my price because I've got to give them a reason. And if the customers don't have a clear reason other than price, they will default to price. So there's a resource on my website that helps you uh, um, figure out your USP at www.annealbc.com. In the resources, you can download. We'll link that. to that in the show notes. Okay, it'll be in the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. See, yeah. I forget. Do you know what that is, Martin? Pardon? <laughs> show notes. You know where are those? Yeah. yeah. Is that that piece of paper you handed me? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a USP. So those are my important things. Talking, and, th and there are many more. But those two books, actually three books. Uh, start looking for a marketing company, interviewing and talking with them, and then developing a USP, unique selling proposition. Absolutely. You probably Great don't stuff. have anything. We'll, we'll have a full episode on USP because there's a lot of fun things with yeah. that. Um, all right. So I'm going to go through mine really quick. HubSpot Academy, HubSpot.com. Make an account. There's an academy there. They've got like thousands of hours of marketing and sales courses on there and they're super helpful. And um, whether you, I mean, I the one that I would recommend is just the inbound marketing course. Uh, that'll help you if you want to do sales. The inbound sales course is also good. And then there's lots of other ones. Those two will help you give that get that overview uh, that we've talked about, that bird's eye view of everything. Um, and then you, if you want to go into specifics about things to understand them better, like Google ads or Facebook ads or um, you know SEO, whatever it is, that's a really good resource, um, really quality content, and it's all free. So next thing, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is um, really growing a lot. It's it's more than just a resume builder and a place to find a job or fit to find employees. It's really growing as a social network. It's great because it doesn't have all of the the fluff that's going on in the other areas like Instagram and Facebook. And the algorithm is really just tailored better tailored to you and not really focused on selling you stuff. So. I highly recommend getting on there. But the other thing is marketers, there's a lot of marketers and salespeople on LinkedIn. Yeah, you're going to get messages from them. You can ignore them. But they're posting a lot of great stuff about marketing and about sales. Uh, three people really quick that I would recommend following. Chris Walker. He's CEO at Refine Labs. Really cool guy. Um, Dave Gerhardt. Uh, Gerhardt is G-E-R-H-A-R-D-T probably be in the show notes. Um, he's a really great marketer, uh, really cool to learn from. And then another good one is Aaron Witt, W-I-T-T. -T. And Aaron has a uh, marketing engine that focuses only on um, dirt companies. So excavation mining companies. And he does a really good job marketing them and posts some really great content. So highly recommend following those. And then from there, start to build that following of people that you want to look out for and you can see how they're marketing learn some of their tactics that will help you to understand 
marketing in your business better. Number two, uh, Josh Braun, who's also a good follow on LinkedIn, has the Badass B2B Growth Guide. And it's about $270 or something like that, but it's like a lifetime access and he keeps adding to it uh, usually every week. And it is amazing. So that's uh, online? That is online, yeah. Okay. So you can, if you search Badass B2B Growth Guide, I'm sure it'll show up, but it's it's through his company, Sales DNA. But really, really helpful. It's essentially a bunch of different plays, like a playbook on selling. Uh, and marketing is really involved in it too. But you know, I, I shared that Know Your Market, the apples and the oranges uh, story earlier. That's straight from Josh Braun. So highly recommend that. Last resource uh, that I've actually just gotten onto in the past month is called marketingexamples.com. It's a guy named Harry Dry, and he is basically just creating a swipe file. So like things that other people do that he wants to swipe and do himself. He just looks at it, breaks it down, and then he posts it onto his website like, hey guys, see what they did? Here's how they did it. Um, a really good one was... You know, they showed the the first iPod by Apple in their ad, and they showed like how they ran an ad, and then a month later they changed it. And the first ad was like um, over two gigabytes of storage or something along those lines, and it showed a picture of the iPod. And then they changed it a month later and said a thousand songs in your pocket, right? right. Features and, and benefits. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, anyways, really cool. So, marketingexamples.com has a lot of great stuff on there. Um, nothing really targeted on any of those towards contractors, but that's why we've got the cash flow contractor. So we can get a little bit more uh, resources for contractors out there. So great job on the Mount Rushmore. Who's your George Washington? Well, it's gotta be, uh, marketing made simple. Okay. Marketing made simple is yeah, the George by, Washington. By Donald Miller. If you read that, you'll just fully grasp that He's so clear. That's good. Yeah, it's a great book. So mine would definitely be LinkedIn, um, just because it's always being updated and it's it's really engaging and um, you can follow the people that you want to follow and get the content that you want. Other ones are still great, but that's my definitely my, my George Washington. Moving on, quote of the day. Did we do? No, we don't have any music for the quote of the day. We'll get there. Um, quote of the day, I, I stole, Martin had one. And I said, no, like I got to share this one. So this one's from Andy Sorskin. Um, I worship at the altar of intention and obstacle. Somebody wants something and something is standing in, in their way of getting it. Really great way of finding the pain or pleasure uh, for, for your target audience. But, you know, you think about it in a story like finding Nemo. Nemo gets lost. Nemo's dad has to find Nemo, but Dory has no memory. Everything gets in the way on and on and on and on. That's how simple it is. Like there's an intention and there's an obstacle. You can do that and you can clarify your message to your customers. So they'll listen. If you will just look at what is their intention and what obstacles are in their way. That's, that's really how simple it is for sales and marketing. That's good. Okay. Martin, let's talk about, let's wrap it up. Well, we still got, we got to finish our story about that con our, contractor client um but something you can actually go do tell us what it is actually i gotta cue the music for this one in a second <laughs> it'll get right. it'll get to me eventually where i hear that and it'll make me do it uh, yeah well it's actually three things you can actually go do while you're driving around or or if you do have any downtime is to think about your ideal customer what are their characteristics uh, and what do they care about and if you're thinking, well, my ideal customer is somebody who wants uh, 400 yards of concrete, well, that'd be a lot. But anyway, they want new patio around their pool. Okay, but that's not really what they want. They want a place they can entertain. They want to quit tripping on the cracks. Um, what is it that they really want? And just spend time thinking about that. When you go into your next discussion with a client, somebody you already have or a prospect, just listen to hear what they say they want. What are, what are they unhappy with or what are they happy with? And after you've identified it, repeat it back to them and say, so what I'm hearing is you're tired of the kids tripping on the crack in the concrete around the pool. Is that correct? That's unsafe and 
you don't want your grandkids. Did I hear you correctly? So there's an exercise. <laughs> Listen That's for great. a problem and speak it back to the person you heard it from. Absolutely. Really easy. And it will help you later on because those are the things that are going to allow you to run a really targeted Facebook ad. Those are the things that you're going to be able to write an, an article on or make a video on that people will actually watch. If you identify who that target customer is and identify what they actually care about. So go do it. It'll be helpful. Um, all right. So let's go back. We, you know, we started the podcast talking about one of our uh, mutual clients, a contractor who had trouble finding a salesperson. Yeah. Well, um, he didn't have trouble finding a salesperson. He found had trouble keeping a salesperson because they were idiots. <laughs> he didn't find a good one. <laughs> sure. In, yeah. Finding a good yeah, one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I put him on to uh, Khalil and inbound marketing, wow. which we're going to talk about. Not just me, but marketing. Well, on the mar you made on it marketing, but, uh, but uh, yeah, when you refer somebody, you have to trust them and I trust Khalil uh, with my clients. And uh, anyway, to his credit, my client's credit, he pulled the trigger on like 4500 a month to start out with, wasn't it? Well, it was 40000 yeah. a year or something. Anyway, a lot of money. And so it transformed when I would go to our meetings from me listening to this man cussing his no good salesman to cussing all the money he was spending on marketing. Well, it takes a little while for marketing to work, but that was in the spring and worked through it. And in November of that year, the prior year, they had sold $25,000 worth of their services through the internet. And that year, which was that last, well, it doesn't matter that year, the year, after Khalil had been doing his inbound marketing campaigns in November, they sold 250,000 through the internet without having to hire a whole bunch of operators and inbound. Anyway, it was just absolutely remarkable. And he still cusses the money a little bit, but not really because you can see obviously that it pays. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a journey. Um, and it takes a little bit of time. Right, because you, you have to lay that foundation. You've got to identify those who your target audience is, right. what they care about. What, you know, you've got to think about the strategy holistically. Um, yeah, you can do some short-term things, but then you get short-term results, right? And you want the long-term results, so you right. got you got to focus on the high level. But um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see where he's going. Um, yeah, he's moving and, into other markets, and uh, yeah. I could be meeting with him maybe next week. I think it is to open up a whole new different city, different market. Yeah. So it's uh it's really cool to see how things work. Um, and it's always great seeing success in clients. Um, but to their credit, you know, they saw it as an investment. They saw it not as an expense, but this is, you know, this is what's going to make it things work for us. So it's a, it's definitely a mind mindset perspective shift. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this next this next segment, the final one. Can we do recap. this? In, can we do this last one in less than twenty seconds? <laughs> you know, it may it, it may need to be. Ethan's joining us for Ethan's minute, but what people don't know on here on the back end is that Ethan's been having some internet trouble at our office. Yep, and yep. Um, I'm sure he's had some cutouts and everything. So Martin, we'll get to really jump on uh, Ethan. So <laughs> Incorrect. We're gonna. We're going to hold you to the minute. I gave you, I think I gave you a minute 20 last time. So I need the okay. most important things that you got from here. You got one minute, one right. minute on the clock starting now. Go. Let's go. Okay. Marketing and sales are the fountain of wealth. If you do it right. That was my favorite quote from Martin. Mm -hmm. uh, marketing is not just about generating and converting leads. It's about improving the health of your organization as a whole. Uh, the three elements of marketing are strategy, content, and button pushing. Uh, as far as Martin and all three have to work together for marketing to work. Uh, doing just one is not enough. Uh, you need to know uh, for sales, you need to know what your customers care about. Uh, you're not just marketing to yourself. So you want to put yourself in your customer's shoes. Uh, a good way to do that is ask yourself, do they know that I can fix their problem? Uh, you got to know your market. You got to keep it simple and you got to know who you're talking to. Uh, Martin said the number one thing in contracting is communication. Uh, he hears this all the time. Uh, the, the contractors that get a lot of work, uh, their customers say he's the only one that called Ten me back, seconds. which is a big thing. <laughs> uh, 
And a USP is uh, you ask yourself, why should my customer buy from me other than price? Why should they buy from me? Good stuff. Uh, That's time. Cool. Hey, man, it's good to know that we have more than 60 seconds worth of uh, bullet points. Yeah. Gosh, you... A lot of bullet points. And Ethan, you're going to have a PhD points. when this is done. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay. Uh, anything that you would you, he missed on there, Martin? No, anything I think that I to... think that's that's really good. Uh, you know the the thing you can actually do is go out and think about an ideal customer and identify what it is they care about. Yeah, and write it down. Right. Yeah. Write it down exactly, and then go look for them. Yep. So and just the segue. That's what's going to get used in your marketing as you go forward. But absolutely, yeah, it's not it's not in vain. So, okay, well, appreciate you joining us for the cash flow contractor. Hope that we can uh, continue to have your ears and your attention. And if there's any feedback that you have, just look in the show notes. Uh, send us a send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Ask see what us we questions. Yeah. Ask us questions. What things do you want to hear about? What things should we be talking about? And yeah. I think we need to ask them what's their pain and pleasure, right? So that we can address those issues. Let's address those issues. All right. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com. What's up, Cashflow Contractors? Khalil here. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode. It means the world to us that you're listening. Uh, I've got a favor to ask. So we are looking for contractors who would like to have a consult, a free consult with myself and with Martin um, for about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we'll basically just ask you questions about your business, about what it's like for you to work as a contractor, and then we will answer any of your questions specific to your business. Then we'll make that a live episode for other contractors to learn from, to engage with. Uh, and we think it's a great way for people to really see clear, uh, specific answers to problems that contractors have. So if that interests you at all, we're not going to share any of your information. Um, we, you don't even need to say your name on the episode. But I think we want to get some more of these episodes out there. And if you're willing to do that, we've got a link in the show notes that allows you to just submit a form for a consult, then we'll schedule it with you and record it, and we'll put you live on on, uh, the podcast. So if that interests you, please check it out in the show notes. If not, no worries. Or if you know someone else that you think would be interested in it, send it to them. That'd be great, but appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we hope that you're finding less stress, more time, and more money. Thanks.